Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Wish America listeners, welcome to my 461st ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the Tampa Bay Bucks beating the Carolina Panthers yesterday to win the NFC South Championship, and it's their first division title, since 2007, kind of amazing when that stat popped up near the end of that game. And these are the new bucks, though, thanks to Tom Brady joining. And yesterday, he and Antonio Brown teamed up again, as they have earlier in the season. Antonio Brown was returning from uh, suspension and injury, so hadn't played in uh, six or so games. But he and Brady together haven't lost a step, and his arrival could not have come too soon with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin out, and of course Leonard Fournette out. And so it was a real good chance for the Bucks to uh, play some people that you don't normally see. There was a lot of names I was not familiar with, uh, running backs and receivers, but uh, everybody rose the occasion. Of course, they still have Gronk. Didn't have his best game. But Cameron Brait, another tight end, did. And their third tight end, O.J. Howard, also was involved. So uh, the Bucks look like they, at least for yesterday, survived the injuries that have uh, occurred during the Saints game when they got shut out. A week ago, suddenly it seems like a bit of a distant memory. And uh, they're division champs, which means, I believe, in this new 17-game season, they will be hosting a playoff game, which would ostensibly be January 16th or thereabouts that weekend. Still got two more weeks left in the season, two more games for each team. And... Uh, the Bucks are sitting pretty. Their schedule's pretty easy. I think they play the at the Jets next this Sunday and then finish up hosting the Falcons in the final game of the year. And so they're setting up nicely. It's all about seeding now. And uh, they have an 11-4 record, same as the Rams. Uh 
the Packers look like they have the inside track for uh, home field advantage throughout. And so it should be interesting. And the Cowboys are also 11 and four in the NFC. So uh, that's who's going to be fighting it out. It should be interesting to watch. And uh, again, I watched it at an establishment here in St. Petersburg, Florida, in the Tampa Bay area, right down the road. And an electric crowd, huge crowd, rooting for the Bucks. So uh, the Bucks are a thing down here in Tampa, to put it mildly, defending Super Bowl champs. So it was nice to see. On the other side, Cam Newton, again, did not have a great game. Sam Darnold come in. And uh, it's going to be interesting to watch what the future holds for Cam Newton. Given his history in Carolina, then he played for the Patriots, as we all know, last year. Did not have a great year during the COVID, no fans in the stands year. And did not have a great game yesterday and looked uh, dejected. So that's going to be interesting to watch. But Sam Darnold didn't do much better. Of course, they traded for him in the offseason. So uh, the Panthers uh, are going to have to... Deal with the quarterback situation, no doubt about it. My low light of the week was the Patriots uh, losing to the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East game of the year in Gillette Stadium, no less. We're simply not used to seeing this. I'm a longtime Patriots season ticket holder. was not at the game uh, since I'm down here in Florida. Uh, But their calling card has been their defense. And they just could not stop Josh Allen and the Bills offense all day long, especially at the end. And it just brings to mind a problem that the Patriots have had really for a couple of years. I look back to the Tom Brady's last regular season game as a Patriot. I was there and Brady took him in for what looked like the winning score And the defense then, and I know it's a lot different now, different faces and whatnot, a lot of new faces. But nonetheless, it's their calling card. And they just could not get the stop at the end of the game that they had to have. Same as a couple years ago when they could not stop Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins from going down the field for the winning score, uh, thereby costing them uh, the bye week. We all know the rest of the story. They... Had to host the Titans and Derrick Henry in the uh, wild card game. Uh, they lost. That was Brady's last game as a Patriot. And uh, it all goes back to that Bills game. But again, it just comes, you know, it just sort of reared its ugly head again yesterday. Of They're a good defense. There's no doubt about it. The stats are all there. But they simply could not make the stop yesterday that they had to have. Uh, somewhere in the fourth quarter, the later it got, the more important it got to make a stop. And all credit to Josh Allen. He looked fabulous, as did the Bills offense in general. Uh, the Patriots have now lost two in a row. Uh, like the game against the Colts, they made it a game late. Uh, they didn't give up. And so that's promising. Uh, but the Bills are now in control of the AFC East. And the Patriots are going to be fighting for the wild card. I think they finish up. I know they finish up hosting the Jaguars this Sunday. And then the last game of the year, January January 9th, I believe it is, down here in Miami. And uh, it it 
typically doesn't go well down in Miami. So that's going to be an interesting game to watch. And Miami plays New Orleans tonight. Intriguing matchup given the stakes. The Dolphins are on a roll. They won a bunch of games in a row. And, of course, the Saints are coming off their shutout of the Bucks last Sunday in Raymond James Stadium on Sunday Night Football. Well, my bizarre story of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers with the season on the line, as it has been pretty much every week, uh, getting dismantled by the Chiefs in Arrowhead in uh, yet what is seemingly an endless amount of uh, must-win games. But the AFC is just so crazy that the Steelers are still technically alive, but it's not looking good. Uh, Might want to circle your calendar for... A week from tonight, Monday Night Football, where the Steelers host the Browns, and it will be Ben Roethlisberger's, likely his last home game. It all it appears he will retire after this year, but you never know. Other games of interest yesterday, the Bengals absolutely blew out. The Ravens and Joe Burrow looked amazing, throwing for 525 yards. I think it's the fourth most ever in NFL history. Of course, the Ravens are without Lamar Jackson. Also, their second-string quarterback, so their third-string quarterback, uh, was called into service yesterday. And uh, so the Ravens were basically playing with one hand hide behind their back, so to speak. Otherwise, the Cowboys look good and utterly uh, shellacking the Washington football team. Uh, They scored over 50 points, and interestingly, two Washington football team players, linemen, big guys, uh, got in a fight. Literally, punches were thrown, and I believe they were both teammates at Alabama. They referred to it after the game as a... Uh, brotherly fight. We all know what that means. And uh, so that that was intriguing, to say the least. But the Cowboys look playoff ready, no doubt about that. The Eagles are on a bit of a roll, beating the New York Giants yesterday, where I was at, had a gigantic Eagles contingent uh, doing their Eagles chants throughout the day, and it was fun to watch as well. Uh, quite the fan base up there in Philadelphia, to put it mildly. And in the shocker of the day, the Houston Texans beat the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are in the playoff hunt as well, and we're in a fairly good position until getting beat pretty badly uh, yesterday down in Houston. And just a a shocker. Uh, And consistent with what the Chargers have done uh, in recent years where They're a good team. They look like they're playoff ready. And then more often than not, they've failed and dropped games they typically wouldn't drop. But uh, never more surprising than yesterday. I mean, Texans are having a horrible year. And the Chargers and, of course, Justin Herbert are a fun team to watch. And it was looking like they might be headed to the playoffs. But that got derailed in a big way yesterday. So, uh, NFL Sundays. Everyone is bigger than the next, and this coming Sunday will uh, tell a lot, to say the least. Uh, And Saturday night, the Colts continued on a roll by beating the uh, 
Arizona Cardinals out in Arizona. And prior to that, on Christmas Eve, Christmas evening, I should say, it was Christmas night rolling into the night, but the earlier game was the Green Bay Packers beating the Cleveland Browns where Baker Mayfield threw four, repeat, four interceptions. And you just can't do that against Aaron Rodgers, who looked like, and this bears real, really big time watching, looked like he hurt his toe. He looks like he got stepped on once, if not twice. He was limping around. And that really bears watching as we move along here to the end of the season and into the playoffs because I think the secret to Aaron Rodgers' success, aside from uh, doing things we've never seen a quarterback do before with his passing magic, is his mobility, his the threat that he can run. And he's good as a runner. But if that's toe is going to bother him that could eliminate the uh you know the his mobility which then could affect uh the success of the passing game but that said the they won the game rogers looked like rogers and uh won the won their division title nfc north and they're looking like uh they're gonna have home field throughout the playoffs so should be interesting and, of course, COVID is wreaking havoc in the world of football, both NFL and college. Uh, players missing, whatnot. No games canceled yet, but games had to be rescheduled. As we well know, last week we had uh, Tuesday night football, so to speak. Don't get that every day. Had a little bit of that last year, and now it's kind of back here at the end of the season. So, again, that. Uh, could have a, just a gigantic effect. So many teams missing so many players. Um, so we'll see how that pans out, but it's definitely going to affect uh, the end of the season and really who gets into the playoffs. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners. Welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studdham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? I'm doing great, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in as always, and sounds like uh, you're out in Dallas for the college football playoff semifinal between Alabama and Cincinnati, and uh, that you just attended and are just leaving Cincinnati's practice. How did that go? Yeah, I'm just leaving uh, Cincinnati's practice. They let us watch for about 15 minutes, and uh, the most important thing when you're looking at these other teams, Sean, that are competing against Alabama, do they have two cover corners? And Cincinnati has two of the best in the country. Jim Thorpe Award winner, Kobe Bryant. And on the, on the other side is Ahmad Gardner, six foot three. So they have a good size, six one, six three. And that'll be interesting how they guard Alabama's wide receivers. That will be interesting. That's, uh, one of the many secrets to success for the Tide. And, uh, you know, obviously it's a big storyline, the Tide, to say they've been here before would be an understatement. that They're basically every yeah. year. And uh, Cincinnati is the first non-Power 5 team to make it to the college football playoff. And uh, what are you seeing as far as Cincinnati and Alabama fans? Are they starting to... Pour into Dallas, uh, you know, as the holiday has come to an end, Christmas is behind us. I'm guessing a lot of people would have flown in yesterday. And it's going to be exciting. Big week out in Dallas, for sure. Yeah, I think you'll see more later on the week, of course, John. I, I, I haven't seen very many at, at this mo- moment. <coughs> Excuse me, but they'll be coming in the next day or so. I'm sure they're going to. You hear the game is sold out, expecting a big crowd. At least tickets are sold. So when you say sold out in Jerry World, we're talking upwards of 90,000, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, yeah. John. It's a big number. Yeah, it's a big stadium. We're, we're just 
We're actually driving through the tunnel right now. On, I'm on the bus headed back to the hotel. Okay. So, like, it's, just, it's, not, it's a great venue, beautiful site for the ball it game. It is. Uh, plenty of parking. Yeah, and it's right beside the Texas Rangers Stadium. Uh, a 20-minute drive from downtown. Right, right. I know it's right beside the... It's right beside the new Texas Rangers baseball stadium, correct? That's correct. We went by there, and the, the guide who, uh, pointed that out to us. And, uh, some some cities are trying to build a baseball stadium. Uh, Arlington has two. Right. No, it's a good setup. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, it's like I, I didn't. It felt like the old stadium that just got replaced was pretty new to me. So, uh, you know, here they yeah, are with another new well. one, but they love their sports yeah. in Big D. Well, AP, it's going to be fascinating watching. I mean, if you follow Cincinnati in any capacity whatsoever, you're you're going to be on a plane to Dallas because this is a rare, rare event, a first, shall we say. And Cincinnati's had a magical year as uh, – with the highlight being, of course, going into Notre Dame and beating the Irish uh, pretty solidly. And I think they really, you know, rolled from that game on. Uh, undefeated season, as we all know. American Athletic Conference uh, champions. And uh, with beating Houston a couple weeks ago. So uh, it's the all-time college football playoff underdog role, to say the least. And, of course, they're facing uh, the biggest one of them all, Alabama. And uh, so it should be fun. I'm sure you're excited. It just is going to be great. 3.30 p.m. this Friday, New Year's Eve, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, I believe, correct? Right. That's correct. 3.30 p.m. Eastern. It's the David Goliath story of all yep. the bowl games. It sure is, of all the bowl games. NAP, I have to ask you the obvious question. Uh, any effects going on out there with either team concerning COVID? Uh, as we know, they've been uh, canceling bowl games, uh, the military bowl. Or, no, not. Oh, I think they did cancel a military bowl, but there was also Boston College was supposed to play East Carolina today or this evening. That got canceled, and there's been a host right. of cancellations. But any effects? So far, with either of these two teams, Alabama or Cincinnati, on the COVID front, yeah, not, yeah, not as of yet. Alabama, the offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien has the COVID, as well as Doug Marone, the offensive line coach. But Nick Saban, in his press conference yesterday, he told us that both coaches will be available for the game. Right now, they're coaching virtually with all their players, but they should be in, at the Cotton Bowl for the game on the sidelines or in the press conference. Wow. Well, that's the world that we live in now. No doubt about that. Uh, and it's always amazing, you know, both players, both coaches, Bill O'Brien and Doug Marone, have both been head coaches in the NFL. And here they are. It's, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a pattern in recent years where Nick Saban hires these super high profile coaches to be assistants. And, uh, so he's done it again, and uh, and the season has been another magical season for Alabama, and uh, it's going to be great. Uh, again, really looking forward to that game. I think all of America is going to tune in just to see, frankly, if Cincinnati can give them a game. I mean, that's what we're talking about, and everybody knows it. 
Oh, yeah, and John, I'd just like to mention that uh, throughout the course of the season, you know, Alabama fans, they're looking for perfection, and sometimes they're overly critical. But if you think about Bill O'Brien um, being part of the staff and the offensive coordinator for the very first time, I mean, think about it. He coached a Heisman Trophy winner at the quarterback position, and that was his first year as a starter as well. And they're in the championship hunt as the number one team. So for me, to go on the record, he'd be fine if he came back. I would be, be happy if Philip Ryan was the offensive coordinator next year. And then he took a person like Jamison Williams, a transfer from Ohio State, made him into the, one of the better receivers, gave him an opportunity to have a lot of receptions and, and touches with the football. And he's been terrific, you know, an All-American type player as well. So I'm giving credit to the coaches because uh, they weren't All-Americans when they arrived, but they became All-Americans under his tutelage. Well, we all like Bill, you know, <laughs> Bill O'Brien has a lot of fans. I mean, first, let's start with the fact that he was the quarterback's coach with the New England Patriots at the height of Tom Brady's career. And <laughs> frankly, the height remains. <laughs> it just goes on and on. But anyway, uh, Bill O'Brien was Tom Brady's quarterback's coach for up here in New England. And then he, uh, he, he really showed what he's all about when he took the Penn State job when at the height of the scandal and uh, the job no, no coach in America uh, was, was going to take without a lot of thought. But he took it. He no. helped save the Penn State program. Uh, to say the least, so he uh, has a massive fan base <laughs> out of Pennsylvania for what he did, along with Christian Hackenberg, to just keep that program afloat at, at the most critical time. And uh, then he moved on to the Houston Texans. Uh, you know, did pretty well out there, you know, and uh, up and down, shall we say. <laughs> Reflective of the team and the organization, but here he is at Alabama and you said it perfectly, AP. Coach the Heisman Trophy winner. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, he's always had a history of, of doing well with his quarterback. So, I mean, at Alabama, um, you know, Bryce Young is the first quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy. Right. And that record should stand for, you know, that, that's a great achievement for Bill O'Brien coming to Alabama and coaching their first Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Uh, there were some play calls in, the, in one of the games where they're down near the goal line and try to throw the football, but that was rectified in the, in the following weeks when they used Brian Robinson Jr. to get the ball in the end zone. So they got away from throwing the football near the end zone and, and uh, running it effectively. So, yeah, there's some little valleys there along the way, but I think it's been quite a few peaks. No doubt about it. He's a big personality for sure. And uh, New England native, I believe he grew up on or very near Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And AP, how was Nick Saban's press conference yesterday? Yeah, I asked him specifically about watching film of Cincinnati against Georgia to see if that would help his game plan. And he said he did. He went, you know, went back to last year. And then, of course, he followed Ritter, the quarterback, and he made some comments about Cincinnati's quarterback. And get the team in the right place, has a good arm, he's accurate with the football, he, he can run effectively, if need be, you know, 
you're chasing, trying to chase him down, he's long legged, he can make some yards on it. So, and that's always given Alabama a problem. Quarterbacks that can run out of the pocket. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes, their quarterback is terrific out there in Cincinnati. You already referred to the uh, fantastic cornerbacks they have, uh, which is uh, probably their biggest hope in slowing down the Crimson Tide's offense, uh, to say the least, and the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young. So, yeah, it's going to be just fascinating to watch. Like I said, the ultimate underdog David versus Goliath story as you called it which is right on hit the nail right on the head with that one and uh just can't wait I'm sure it's going to be a terrific week out there in Dallas and uh and everybody's looking forward to it yeah John we, we discussed the uh, transfer from Alabama the running back Jerome Ford he's at Cincinnati had over 1200 yards he's uh a big back can make yards, but you know, by running through tacklers, he's elusive, he kicks the football out of the backfield. So he's someone that's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder as well. He's Cincinnati coming to the game from the American Athletic Conference, just in general, they have a chip on their shoulders, being a non considered a non power five team. I mean, that hurts uh, everybody in that league. I know they want to be accepted as part of the that power five, maybe a power six. So Notre Dame, I think it's kind of 30-something game winning streak beat them. If I remember it, they beat Indiana from the Big Ten as well. So they're not afraid of competing against the teams in the Power Five conferences. They played Georgia at Coastal in the Peace Bowl last year. The Bulldogs have had a come from behind and winning the last few seconds. So that's something that in Luke Bickle's favor, he does not have to address that psychology of you think you're as good as the Alabama team. They believe they could lose anybody in America. So that's a big positive. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, it's going to be great. And AP, it's already time for our first break together. We really appreciate your insight on the game you're covering. Uh, the Alabama-Cincinnati game, you're in Dallas now, and we'll be through uh, the rest of the week. And the game, again, is 3.30 p.m., this Friday, Eastern Time, uh, from Dallas, Cowboy Stadium, and uh, Cincinnati versus Alabama. So, AP, why don't we take our break? and still have a lot more to get to on the other side. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. 
Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, The Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby, to join the show. The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And last segment, we talked to A.P. Stedham, better multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And he went in-depth to provide us great insight to the Alabama-Cincinnati game, the ultimate David versus Goliath game. Uh, AP is out in Dallas covering uh, this epic, potential epic game as Cincinnati is the first non-Power 5 team to ever make the college football playoff. AP and I both have covered the American Athletic Conference uh, headed by Commissioner Mike Oresco since its inception. Uh, often attended the annual football media days in August in Newport, Rhode Island. So it's great for us in particular and everyone who loves an underdog story to see the game uh, coming up on Friday and uh, should be a great one. The second game on Friday from Hard Rock Stadium down in Miami is, of course, a potentially epic matchup as well. It's Michigan versus Georgia. Georgia was basically the number one team all year, often a unanimous selection, uh, until they ran into Alabama in the SEC championship game a few weeks ago, and Alabama took them down. And uh, we'll see how Georgia's going to respond to that. Uh, again, they had just a season for the ages, pretty much, uh, number one all year long, preseason included. And Michigan, as we know, finally slayed the dragon, uh, 
for Jim Harbaugh in particular, the coach, when they beat Ohio State up at the big house in Ann Arbor uh, <clears throat> to win, uh, to propel themselves into the Big Ten Championship where they just dominated a good Iowa team. And now they're uh, finally broke through and they're in their first college football playoff and looking great. Uh, they just look like uh, their time has come. And again, Georgia's time has come. So this is uh, just a potential fabulous game. They just look like they're evenly matched. And, uh, and it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch that game. And that'll be following at something that sounds like uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time thereabouts. Again, New Year's Eve. I think this is the last New Year's Eve uh college football playoff semifinals we're going to have. There was some pushback uh, for the obvious reason that it is New Year's Eve and people have plans. Uh, but they did, they accommodated it by moving up the times, getting rolling uh, late afternoon and, uh, and should give uh, many people who are interested and even attending the games time to uh, get where they want to be to celebrate the new year uh, this coming Friday night. And uh, so it's going to be fun. It certainly adds a lot to New Year's Eve. If you're looking for something fun to do, uh, watching this game, the two games, I should say, should be a lot of fun. Bowl season so far has really not been a lot of fun. Uh, I live up in Boston, and Boston College was scheduled to play East Carolina today in the military bowl and that got canceled and uh it's certainly not the first the hawaii bowl was canceled uh just uh, a couple days ago when the hawaii football team uh again this is all due to covid uh had too many covid cases or tests positive tests and so they had to cancel their own bowl and uh their opponent, I believe, was already out in Hawaii. And uh, the, the, this really got started a uh, week, couple weeks ago uh, when Texas A&M, who was scheduled to play in a bowl, had to, uh, had to cancel. Uh, and so Rutgers uh, was put in their place. And uh, so it's just really a, a bad scene. For the uh, for the college uh, football bowl system, basically, and uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, again, we've had a couple cancellations, whether it's teams not being able to make it, or uh, or the bowl just simply being canceled. Uh, and again, they found Rutgers as a replacement for one of the bowls that was canceled. So uh, this is the week when the bowls really get going. I'm actually flicking through a list here. Uh, and, you know, the games are still showing. Excuse me. I spoke too soon. The Fenway Bowl up at Fenway Park, right in my neighborhood. Uh, SMU in Virginia, that's been canceled for this coming Wednesday. Uh, so, again, it just... Uh, you know, the beat goes on, 
again, I'm just scrolling through some big bulls coming up. We're getting into the, the big guys here. Uh, and a good one coming up. The Mayo Bowl and Dick's Mayo Bowl, North Carolina, South Carolina. That's this Thursday. Uh, Tennessee, Purdue in the Music City Bowl. And uh, Pitt versus Michigan. That's a good matchup right there for sure. Pitt has had a great season, as has Michigan State. Uh, 7 p.m. this Thursday in the Peach Bowl. And then late game, 10.30 at night, Las Vegas Bowl. Wisconsin versus Arizona State. So we'll see how that all pans out. I'm here in uh, the Tampa area, and Penn State, the team that I've followed uh, from my youth growing up half an hour from Beaver Stadium, they just arrived yesterday in Tampa. A lot of excitement here in Tampa. Uh, Penn State is playing in the Outback Bowl, which is this Saturday, New Year's Day at noon Eastern time. They're playing Arkansas, so we have SEC versus Big Ten, and uh, lots of great pictures uh, of Penn State arriving at the hotel that I was seeing last night, and uh, should be a great game. Uh, Quarterback Sean Clifford has announced he is returning next year, so it'll be interesting to see. So it feels like, uh, as some of these bowls very often have become, that... uh, that it's the first game of next season in many ways uh we're also having some opt-outs not only having bowl cancellations we're having opt-outs the biggest of which may be kenny pickett the pit quarterback who's had a tremendous season and uh so he's not playing in the game that i earlier referenced pit versus michigan state and so that's uh you know a little disconcerting um but Again, this is the world we live in. We've been seeing opt-outs for a few few years now. Uh, it's always said that they're opting out to prepare for the NFL draft, which is true. Uh, but as we heard Michael Wilbon say on Pardon the Interruption, uh, we all know why they're not playing, which is that they don't get injured uh, as they're going to be headed to the NFL uh, and getting drafted. Um, so we have clearly the best players are the ones that are opting out for obvious reasons. They have the most to lose, uh, since they're potential high picks in any NFL draft. But again, just like COVID, it's the world we live in, uh, these days. So, uh, everybody's kind of getting used to it and, uh, and it, it would just have to, you, you know, can't blame these guys. I mean, they have a lot on the line, so I, I don't blame anybody for opting out, especially if it's not the college football playoff. That seems to be the uh, the difference. If it's not, uh, you know, I don't think there's been any opt-outs that come to mind for the college football playoff. Uh, the four teams going for the national championship semifinals this Friday, as we've been talking about throughout the show. Uh and hopefully it doesn't get to that. Uh, you know, they're not going to opt out with the uh, with the playoffs, uh, with the national championship potentially on the line. Uh, I'm just looking now, and I see Josh Gaddis, Michigan offensive coordinator for the last three seasons. I interviewed him for an NFL story that I did. Uh, great guy, wishing him a lot of luck. 
in this game on Friday evening versus Georgia, Michigan and Georgia. Should be uh, quite the game, no doubt about that. And uh, so, yeah, college bowl season really hits its peak now. And hopefully there'll be uh, minimal COVID effect, uh, both for players on teams and bowls potentially being canceled as well. So with that said, why don't we take our final break of the show? Still a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint. Dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome. Fourth and final segment of all around sports i'm your host john inglesby and back on the line with us is our weekly call and expert ap studham veteran multimedia personality who covers alabama football and many other sports as well and my pick of the week for appointment viewing is of course the college football playoff uh this friday new year's eve it begins at 3:30 p.m eastern time with cincinnati and alabama the David and Goliath matchup that we have been talking about throughout the show. Uh, 
including a report directly from A.P. Studham, who covers Alabama, uh, who's out in Dallas. We'll be covering it all week, and he gave great perspective having just uh, come off the field watching Cincinnati practice. And the second game of the evening will be Michigan-Georgia. Great matchup. And uh, so everybody will be looking forward to that one as well. Uh, and also looking forward, sticking of uh, thinking of appointment viewing, tonight's Saints-Dolphins matchup in Miami is very intriguing. The Saints, of course, are coming off the... Uh, manhandling of the Tampa Bay Bucks last Sunday on Sunday Night Football in Ray J, as Raymond James Stadium is known down here in Tampa, uh, where they shut him out nine to nothing. I think it was uh, Tom Brady hadn't been shut out since 2006. That's nothing short of amazing. That's obviously 15 years, <laughs> and. Uh, and, of course, the Bucks took it on the chin with three major injuries. Chris Godwin out for the year, torn ACL, uh, out for the year-year, as in the rest of the year and the playoffs. Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette, uh, the other superstars on offense, uh, both suffered hamstring injuries, soft tissue uh, so they're week to week, if not day to day. Neither played in yesterday's game where the Bucks won the NFC South Division Championship. And uh, so tonight, so that's the Saints. And from the Dolphins angle, uh, off to a rough start this year, as we all know. And they've really turned it around. They've won a bunch of games in a row. And suddenly they look very, very formidable. Uh, we, of course, speaking of Alabama, Tua is the quarterback of the Dolphins. So I think a lot of people are going to tune in with uh, big-time curiosity. I know I will tonight uh, to see what the Dolphins are all about, number one. And since uh, I'm a Patriot season ticket holder and the Dolphins are fighting for a wild card spot and after yesterday's Bill's beating of the Patriots. The Patriots are now in the wild card spot, and they play the Dolphins in the final game of the season, January 9th, down here in my in Miami. And uh, so we'll see if uh, the Dolphins can continue on their role, and if they do, they have a shot at the wild card. And so something is uh, starting to get the feeling that maybe. Uh, the Patriots and Dolphins game could be like a playoff game to get into the playoffs, the final game of the year. Again, first year with a 17-game schedule. Uh, so the NFL is going deeper into January with the regular season, obviously, than they've ever been before. Uh, so we're going to get some answers tonight. Uh, is, again, the New Orleans team that uh, beat the Bucks. Uh, last week going to show up tonight in Miami with that terrific defense or uh, or is it going to be the Dolphins continuing their role so yeah so this game is really uh, I think it's going to answer some questions for a lot of people so I certainly will be tuning in to say the least and uh, yeah a lot of excitement here you know it's official the Bucks uh, I believe 
uh, will be hosting a playoff game since they're a division champ. And uh, so much has changed. I, I just want to couch that a bit <laughs> to make sure that's still true, but I can't imagine it's not. So being down here in the Tampa area, uh, I've already circled on the calendar the weekend of uh, January 16th when uh, at some point uh, the Bucks will likely be hosting after yesterday's clinching of the NFC South. Uh, another team that clinched was, of course, the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I said this earlier in the show, but it bears repeating where the uh, Aaron Rodgers toe got stepped on once, perhaps twice, in their win on Saturday, Christmas day over the Cleveland Browns and uh, he was limping around and I'm sure all Packer fans are nervous because uh, he is a terrific runner in addition to being maybe the greatest passer of all time. He did, by the way, he passed uh, Brett Favre, most touchdowns ever for the Packers, touchdown passes. Uh, that's, a, that's a significant uh, record to break put it mildly and uh so yeah if Aaron Rodgers's toe uh is hurting and it really looked like it was hurting uh, he was literally hobbling and jumping around but again it didn't slow him down he directed the offense and they uh pretty much coasted to victory uh the Browns made it close at the end uh but Baker Mayfield threw three interceptions and four interceptions and uh the Packers with, you know, held them at the end as they needed to do. And so they won the NFC North and they are got the inside track for home field throughout the Buffalo Bills. Just rehashing, had a terrific game against the Patriots in Gillette Stadium. They finally, they won there last year in the early January, uh, maybe the last game of the year. Uh, and... They won yesterday, so two wins in a row at Gillette. Uh, the Bills have finally uh, put uh, the domination of the Patriots, especially in Gillette and overall, over the Bills. Uh, Brady's and Belichick records against the Bills over the past 20-plus years has been just uh, remarkable. But Josh Allen put an end to that yesterday with uh, maybe the best game of his career. So, uh, NFL... We're getting down to what should be just an epic couple of weeks uh, for the NFL. Uh, two, each team basically has two games remaining, uh, including after tonight, the Saints and the Dolphins. So it's going to be fun to watch. So as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.